I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. From gutters to the landscape, from replacement windows to a full basement remodel and everything in between, it's time for the Milwaukee Nary Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, big time Mike McGivern on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome into the Milwaukee Nary Home Improvement Show. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan, I'm Mike McGiver, alongside my co-host and special guest, wearing two hats today, and it's he's wearing one backward. It's always <laughs> good to see you, Tom Mainville. Story Hill Renovations, what's going on, Thomas? Not much, Mike. How's your bracket looking? You know, after the first day, it was great. Yeah. Second day, not so great. Not so great. Yeah. No, and, you know, I run the pool here, and so I had my wife, uh, Terry, fill one out, too. And every time she lost, she was like, no, I think, I know, I think you put it wrong. So I'm like, no, I didn't put so, anything wrong. So you wrong. get the blame. I get the blame. Yeah, but when no. she when she gets a win, she's like, oh, I knew that team was going to win. I, I have the same thing with my daughters. I actually did a bracket for myself, and then I filled, you know, I had them help, kind of help me or yeah. fill one out for them. Their bracket's better than mine. What are their names? And we need to uh, say hello to them, by the way. Elena and Alexis. Elena and Alexis. Yes. How old? Uh, Alexis is seven. She's going to be eight in about a month. And then Elena is nine. Is, uh, Elena the basketball fan? Yeah. Elena's the basketball, uh, junkie. They actually both play basketball, That's but awesome. Elena, Elena likes it a lot. Yeah. Elena, Alexis, I hope you're up and you're listening. Your, uh, your father is very proud of you. We, uh, <laughs> we talked about, uh, you girls, our whole prep show meeting was yeah. about, you know, New Berlin Eisenhower girls basketball. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So now we got to, now we got to <laughs> talk some actual Mary stuff. Um, Hey, you guys do a great thing with uh, with the workforce development. The foundation is part of this, and uh, coming up, uh, the Skills USA is a thing that you guys are really involved in. Yeah, absolutely. We we just uh, we just started the Skills USA competition. So, what Skills USA is is it's a it's a nationwide program that that gets kids involved in like the skilled trades and and, and different opportunities uh, out of your mainstream um, jobs. Uh, and what Skills USA. It really wasn't prevalent around here, and what what the foundation did last year is we actually hosted a Skills USA uh, competition. We had two schools, Germantown and Hartford, um, actually set up at Milwaukee Millwork. That's where the site was. Uh, we had the two schools compete on building a, a shed, and essentially it was an eight-hour day uh, using their skills not only um, – building the structure, but actually wiring it electrically. Wow. Um, it, it was just really cool to see these kids work together as a team. And then one of the, um, a bunch of NARI uh, members, uh, NARI certified members, uh, judged the competition. We selected a winner at the end of the day. And then the foundation actually helped pay for the winner's trip to uh, the national competition in Louisville. So boy, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So so last year when when the first year you guys did this, you had two schools. You're doing it again this year. How many schools are involved? So this year we have five schools involved. Good for which, you. Yeah, it's great. Our, our goal was to double it, and we actually got a fifth school to to enter at the end. So we've got uh, Barneville, Germantown, New Berlin, Kimberly, and then Blair Taylor. So a couple of these schools are actually coming quite a ways to wow. do this competition. 
Um, we're hosting it again at WeatherTech uh, this year. It's a little bigger space because obviously we've got five schools now. Same thing. They're going to come in on a Thursday. Um, we're actually, we actually do like a reception, meet the kids, talk to them about careers in the trades. Uh, they get their tools set up and everything. And then Friday, they, they come in early, 7 o'clock, more, 7 o'clock start, and uh, they'll be building a structure until 2. Hey, Tom, I want to, if we can't spend a little time on this, mm-hmm. why, why, why is this so important to Nary in, in, in your mind? Why is it so important to Nary that, that we give these kids that are in high school uh, a chance to compete in something like Skills USA? I think it's important because, you know, and, and you've, you're probably very familiar with this because this is probably a topic that's on your show every week, if not every other week, in terms of the, our members need employees. Yeah. You know, we are really, uh, we're, we're having a tough time with the skilled trades. And we have to, and I think our start as the foundation and as Milwaukee Neri is to get into these high schools, to get in there younger, and and, and to get past the stigma of, a career in the trades as being a vocational consolation prize. Did you hear? Do you know Mike Rowe? Yes. Have you, did you have you heard the piece that he did where he said, "Look, what's happened on this is back in the day, this was the if you got in the trades and you did well, that's what everybody looked to, and the whole thing changed. It did. And now out in the media and in certain areas." It's you know what if you're not good enough to get to college then maybe you might might want to think about this, and it's just completely taken this industry, and it's made it like second fiddle, and it doesn't make sense to a guy like me. No, and, and you know, and, and and these kids can come out of high school and earn a great wage, not have a college loan, right? And, and really, you know, and have some pride in what they're doing. Absolutely, and if you like to work with your hands and you like to see an end result and see a, a smile on a customer's face, which is honestly why I'm in the trades. Is yeah. is you know, that's one of my favorite parts. Is at the end of a project to see what we've created. And to see the satisfaction in the customer's face. Hey, Tom, if Alexis or Elena or both were here in studio with me, and I asked them, hey, does your dad ever drive around neighborhoods and say, I did that, and we did this, and I did this, what would they say? Yeah, they would. Because <laughs> we do, we do, yeah. do that. And, and now that we've been in it for 10 years, we've done you know, a lot of different projects around the city, you know, especially well, in Wauwatosa, where we could you know, stumble over blocks where we've done something or touched something. My dad was a bricklayer and a mason, and and I talk about this a lot on the show. But man, he used to put it put me in the back seat of the car or in the front seat back then, and drive downtown and say, you know, son, see that building? I I did that, and I this is the building. See up top there? That's where I'm at this week. And last week we were, and two years ago we built this, and he was so proud. Yeah. It was such a proud thing for him to say, look, my hands, we, I did this. And I think that that's really important. I, in fact, I asked uh, John Namey that a few, a few months ago. And he said, yeah, my, my, my kids get sick and tired of me saying that. <laughs> but you know what? He said, look, I, I want them to know that, they're, that, the, that the food that they're eating and the, the clothes they have on their back comes from a guy that this is what I do. Right. And I'm proud of what I do. And I think by doing this thing with Skills USA, you're getting these kids in that first step of being proud of what they do. Absolutely. And, you know, I think the consumer needs to realize, too, that this is important for, for everyone to get involved in to, to, you know, have kids start this early and to, to be part of the process. Because, you know, as a consumer, 
right now you're facing you know extended timelines for projects when we're when we're coming in to do your project it's going to take us longer because we have to have more trade partners involved because we don't have people on staff that can do the work you know your project's going to be more money because we we have to pay our guys top dollar because there are, there are few and far between that are out there. What's interesting, and, and and when you said you say you probably talk about this every week or every other week, it's almost every week, and we'll talk a lot about companies that are looking to hire. It used to be, Tom, a few years ago when we started this show, that guys would say, hey, look, if you've been in the trade and, and you're thinking about maybe you're displaced or you want to make a move, talk to me. And then it was – if. Look, if you just have a high school education and you and you're willing to come to work, talk to me. Now it's, hey, look, if all of this is if you're willing to get up and get out of bed, be a laborer in the beginning. But do you want to learn to do this or you want to learn to be a carpenter or a plumber or an electrician? Look, we can get you there. But you just have to be willing to get up, work five, sometimes six days a week and work hard. I mean that that's that's you're hitting the nail right on the head. And and I always tell people we can train aptitude, we can't train attitude. Unbelievable. And yeah. and that's that's really where it where it comes from. It starts from you and the work ethic. In the uh growing up in the McGivern household, again with my father doing what he did, the worst word in the English language was lazy. He I mean I was seven years old, he'd say, Don't let the neighbors think you're lazy. I'm seven. Really? You get that grass cut before 8 o'clock or they're going to think you're lazy. And I'd be like, well, I, but I'm just a little kid. And But that was his deal. And as we got older, he really put instilled that. And you look at, at any of these kids in, in, in my family, any of these, these uh, siblings, there isn't a lazy one among them. They're all working two, three jobs, or they're they're working hard at what they do, and and the hours. Nobody ever complains about it. In fact, what's what's really funny, and you'll get a kick out of this, here at Intercom, almost everybody gets um, direct deposit, and I don't. And they asked me why, and and I remember working at Cole's Food Store, and my dad would say that day that they're giving you that check, that means you accomplished something, and thank them. You earned it. You earned it, right. but then thank the company right. for allowing you to work there, and don't ever let them say you're lazy. And so they, you know, they they were bugging me about doing that, and I said, let me tell you why I won't. And this is why, because he made it perfectly clear that every time they give that to you, that means you did something, you earned it, and then tell them thank you. I like that. Yeah, I like that. And so it's so they're not so happy because I'm the only one, <laughs> and you know, I, look, I'm they're like, old. They're like McGifford, get on board. Yeah, and finally, when I told them why. They they stopped. They said, yeah. "Now we understand it." I appreciate you saying that. Hey, when when you guys um, during the during the the fall show and the spring show, we with Nary we do a a work um, uh, a job fair. Yep, we did. We do one every spring show. Yeah, yep. and and it's been going the last couple of years. And this year's, from what I understand, people are starting to get it where they know they're coming in to interview for some jobs rather than rolling out of bed coming in in your sweatpants and stuff like that you know figuring it out yeah this year was very encouraging because we actually had you know people that were coming there with a nice resume you know dressed well spoke well um there was actually i think i believe this year out of the three years that we've been doing i think this is the third year now that we've done the career fair either third or fourth year this was the best one in terms of of people getting hired I know a couple guys that hired one or two guys from that career fair. See, that's awesome. And the, I remember the first year that we had it. I do, too. <laughs> we, had, we literally, there was one guy 
that everyone wanted. So there's 25 of us in the room, you know, and, and there was now, one He's guy. making $1.2 million <laughs> so, right, right now. So, he, yeah, it's it, it's changed a lot, but that's good. And, I, you know, I think we did a lot of advertising. And, you know, honestly, with anything, you know, as it, it gets legs and it takes a bit, yeah, well, it look starts at, to grow. Look at the Skills USA thing from two schools to five. And when you said the schools, you're talking about schools that are not just right here in the Milwaukee area, but throughout the state. Right, right. No, and they they, they hook up their trailer and they get down here. They spend a night in a hotel and, and it's... Yeah, I'm, I'm, if, if I had to uh, put a favorite on that group, I'd put one from way out state. That those, <laughs> those boys are working with wood a lot. They're building sheds like in their sleep, Well, man. I'll tell you what. Germantown did a really nice job last year, and I'm excited that New Berlin's in it this year. You know, the foundation, uh, two weeks ago, we went actually to New Berlin West and donated $1,500 worth of tools to their program. Their carpentry program is actually really on the rise, you know, uh, the gentleman that runs that program said, you know, they might have had 20 kids interested last year. I think he said enrollment for this year might be up to 40, so maybe doubled. So, so maybe what's what's happening out there is good. Um, last thing over at Martin Luther, where where I coached with Coach Wallersheim, they've got a wood shop, and the stuff that comes out of this wood shop, Mr. Windler is is the teacher there, and I've known him for a while. His son played AAU basketball with. My son, Matthew Andrew, from South Milwaukee. And he does a great job with these kids. And there's, and he said, look, in you any said, class... You said you're their best customer, right? I'm buying stuff from them, man. <laughs> they, they, I bought a couple of, of, of benches for this patio that we have. And he said, look, we'll make these. And then, you know, you'll have to, you'll paint them and seal them, do, do that kind of stuff. I said, great. And, and I said, what's the cost? He's like, well... And so I gave him what I thought they were worth. And he goes... Um, here, let me give you half of this back. And I said, no, no, um, this is what I think they're worth. He said, Mike, you're, you're already paying a lot more, and, and all we do, all this money, goes directly back into allowing me to buy some more wood and some more stuff for, for our, our and, shop. And, and that's, I said, great. that's really what they want. You know, that's that's the same thing that we do at the, at the spring show when we do those raffle items yeah. for the foundation. You know, a couple of those sets, you know, whether it be the anironic chairs or they do yeah. the the – the um, wishing well; those are all built by you know WCTC or MATC, their carpentry programs. Yeah, it's perfect. I I keep trying to win that stuff. I know I tried to win the wishing well this year. Nothing. Nothing. I even gave the guy who was picking a little something on the side. That didn't help you. No, I'm only kidding. That's not great for my faith in the zone show, is right, it? No. Let's get to a break. Our special guest and co-host this week, Tom Mainville, Story Hill Renovations. Hey, we're going to talk about converting space in your house into usable space and you know we've been my wife tara and i've been through this where you, you know you used to live in the neighborhood i live in a small house there was four of us uh, katie got married bought a house across the street matthew got married he's down uh, uh, on the south side about 15 minutes away and all of a sudden we have some additional space in what used to be a really little house but now when there's just two of us there's some space it's in a, that house it's a mansion Okay. <laughs> Maybe you don't remember the neighborhood I lived in. No, I do. It's, we'll do. it's a great neighborhood. It's a great neighborhood. A great we'll neighborhood. talk about uh, that again with Tom Mainville. Story Hill Renovations. Go to storyhillrenovations.com, or you can give them a call anytime at 414-841-1694. This is the Milwaukee Area Home Improvement Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. 
You're listening to the Nary Home Improvement Show with Big Time Mike McGivern. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Dial us up with your question at 414-799-1250. Welcome back to the Milwaukee Nary Home Improvement Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern alongside my co-host and special guest, Tom Mainville. Story Hill Renovations. Tom, you know how much I love Michelle Brown, right? Yes. Milwaukee Neri, right? She, she is. What's her she's title? Awesome. Uh, she's awesome. She's events coordinator, I yeah, believe. She's so. Yeah, she's the girl. She she's runs the, the show at runs. the show. And, and I deal years. with her a lot for for this show, and I think the world of her. Yeah. She sent me a scathing text about you this morning. Oh, great. She said, you tell Mainville he better be talking about the tour of remodel homes. If he doesn't, I'm driving over there. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, she scares me a little. Right. She's really good looking. No, she, but yeah. she scares me a little bit. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She didn't even send me the text. She is We awesome. need to talk about the tour of remodel homes. And I wanted to get to it the first segment, but let's get to it now. Uh, coming up in May, and it's a great event. It is. It's uh, it's coming up. It's about two months away now. It'll be May twentieth uh, and twenty first. Uh, it's a Saturday and a Sunday, eleven to four. Uh, tickets are ten dollars in advance, uh, fifteen at the door. And essentially, what you can do. Uh, I don't know how many projects we have signed up now, but in in past years, I think we've had up to twenty homes. Yep. Where essentially the the consumer can come out to these homes on that weekend. And take a look at the work that we do. And I think it's a great opportunity for anybody that's looking to hire a contractor, do a project, possibly a project that's in your neighborhood, because honestly, a lot of these homes are scattered within the Milwaukee area. Now, so they, they'll put a map up on the Nary website. And, and what I always like to do about three weeks prior is try to map out how how can you get to all of them? And, and do you take the north side and try to get those? in and then the next day head west and then into Tosin. So once the map comes out and there's going to be, I think, 18, 19, something like that, uh, projects on there, May 20th and 21st, again, $10 in advance. And I would recommend that. I don't know how you, you can do this kind of stuff for 10 bucks, 15 at the door, and you can go to as many of these projects as you want. Yeah, and like I said, it's great because you're often meeting either the owners of these companies or their staff. And you're able to talk to them, uh, you know, a one-on-one conversation. It's not like, you know, at the fall show or the spring show where it gets to be a little busy and you might sure. not be able to, to, to have a good 10 or 15-minute conversation. These are a little bit more, you know, controlled, not as many people. And, and you're able to look at the work up close. And I think that often, that often gets uh, lost when you're looking at remodeling projects or you're looking to hire a remodeler is – how many of these remodelers are willing to actually take you to a project and show you the work? Basically, pull the curtain back yeah. and say, here it yeah. is. Do you know, um, the, at times, the homeowner will stay. Most of the time, they kind of go away for a few hours. You give them some money, go see a movie or whatever. Sometimes, the homeowner will stay. And then you get to ask them questions, too, about the process, about what it was like working with these guys, how long were they in the house, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, what what I remember most, and this is a number of years ago, Terry and I um, went through, and the, the homeowner stayed, and there was a really cool like table in the kitchen, and she said, the 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 company we're working with was down in the basement, and he noticed that we had this. It was an old storm door. So what are you going to do with that? And they said, we're just going to probably throw it away. He said, no, remember the table you talked about? It was incredible. And she yeah. said, look. We never thought about that. 
And this guy, by just going to the basement to get some water for something, said, what are you doing with that door? It looks like it was just like in a heap. And he said, no, 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 that's a door we can use. And here it is right here. And I thought, wow, that's pretty Very cool. cool. Yeah. You know, and like you said, <clears throat> these customers can have kind of, you know, sidebar conversations with, with people and, and, and the homeowners. You know, the last two projects that we've done, the homeowners actually stuck around. So, yeah. and it, it is cool when, when they're able to, to talk to them, you know, in the corner about, yeah. hey, how did things go? Plus, she had made some cookies. <clears throat> Yeah. That were just yeah. like really good and yeah, <laughs> see the stuff I remember. Isn't that bad? Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, let's if we can. We've only got three or four minutes in this segment, and I promise it we'll get into the segments about um, taking space in your house that might not be used now and um, changing it into some space that can be used. But let's talk a little bit about Story Hill renovations. We normally start with this kind of stuff, but we we didn't. Um, going on your website, website looks good, by the way. Thank so you. So changes. Yeah, well, we we keep changing it. Yeah, uh, tweaked once it. a year we always kind of tweak it, go through it with our with our the person that does that. And it looks just, really good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we've got we've got a new photographer now too, and I think that the, just the picture quality is improved. So. Sharp. Yeah. yeah. If you go to the website, Story Hill Renovations, one word, StoryHillRenovations.com. Or you can give them a call again at 414-841-1694. We've had you in enough talking about uh, the history of Story Hill Renovations and how you guys started this company. What we haven't done um, a lot of is talked about the process. And I just want to quickly go. There's an initial conversation where you guys usually it's done by phone. Uh, there's a phone call to you and saying, hey, look, we'll just use I want to redo our master bathroom. Mm-hmm. And we'll use that as as our example. After that initial phone call, um, you guys go out, somebody goes out, uh, in-home consolation where you go in and talk to them about exactly what they're looking for. Yeah, like you said, the the first phone call when they reach out to us is essentially, you know, we kind of just ask some feeler questions, you know, where the project's located, what's your vision of the space is, what you'd like to do. Um, we also kind of talk budget just so that we're in the same ballpark in terms of Important. what you're looking to, to spend for the project. Um, you know, if everything checks out and it's something that, that you want us, you know, we always ask you, would you like us to come out and take a look at it? If those, if those questions pan out, then we come out and take a look and it's a, you know, a free hour of our time where we just come out there. We, we actually get a physical look at the space. Uh, we take some measurements, a lot of pictures, and basically off of this visit, we're able to then go back to the, the drawing board, so to speak at our office. Uh, our designer will come up with a, with a plan and then we have you come into the office for an hour and just kind of walk you through an estimate and what the project uh, would entail, what the design would look like, uh, et cetera. And then from there, we kind of, that's kind of where we put the put the line down where, you know, if this looks good and we're within your budget, uh, we have you sign a design agreement. And then we take it to the next step where we actually get down to the nitty gritty of finalizing the design, the selections, and and getting you to contract. Perfect. And then once you once you start... And and look, there's in every project I would assume there is something that that doesn't go exactly as planned. Whether it's a timing thing or it's all of a sudden the consumer, the the client says, you know what, I thought this is what I wanted, but I really want this. And and you guys understand that, obviously. Yeah, no, I you know there's there's flexibility in what we do, and you know whether it be you know upgrading and 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 possibly a change order or. Just working with that client in terms of their budget, you know, if all of a sudden something comes back and it might be, you know, a little too high or this isn't what they they liked, you know, we'll work with them to get get to where they want to be. 
in your uh, in in looking at at the website and and looking at your bio, what jumped out at me, Tom, and as we talk about the process, the, it it makes sense because you talk about Story Hill focuses on building exceptional relationships with our great clients, staff, and trade partners, and it's not just about the 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 space or just about you know putting this a, a new master bath in. It's it's more than that for you guys. It really is. I mean, it, it comes that, you know, for us, it's more that it's more than that with our clients. Like you said, we've we've established a lot of relationships with clients that we've done work for now where we're, you know, we're still in contact with them. And then a lot of a lot of people that we're doing these tour houses, like we're doing another tour. Uh, we're doing another project on the tour this year. Where is it going to be, by the uh, way? This one will be in Wauwatosa. It's okay. actually right next door to the project we did last year. That's awesome. And that's how we got the job. Was that our our you know we did a kitchen and then right next door, that customer had called us and said, "Hey, we're going to do a whole house remodel. We know Ian, your neighbor's done his homework and he's really happy. So you come guys are going to come thank, on over and thank goodness for Ian. Yeah, yeah right? we, li- we well, like Ian. Don't I, t- we? I told him he's he's my he's my <laughs> second top salesman. <laughs> he's he's so good way to close. Yeah, Ian. yep. Exactly. Has he gotten that first commission? Yeah, you know, he's, he's gotten plenty of beer as commission oh, checks. No, there you go. So. <laughs> well done. Ian's now in a twelve step program, right? but other than that, he's doing he's doing great. No, he's he's, he's a great guy. He's yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, good. You know what? This is good. If you want more information on Tom Mainville or Story Hill Renovations and the work they do. I would recommend going to this website. There's some great pictures, and some of the stuff that we're going to talk about uh, in the next two segments uh, is what kind of brought it to attention for me that we should be talking about it. And uh, it's from that website, StoryHillRenovations.com. That's StoryHillRenovations.com, one word. Let's uh, get to a break. Other side of the break, Tom Mainville will continue. As we talk about taking space that you have in your house now and uh, either changing it, expanding it, there, there's a number of things you can do with, especially when the kids leave the the nest, man. Yeah, it's also all of a sudden you got a lot of room here to deal with. I'm so. thinking a big screen TV and some couches, but that never <laughs> seems to get me anywhere. Well, well, then you're headed to the basement. Yeah, no doubt. This is the Milwaukee Nary Home Improvement Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You're listening to the Nary Home Improvement Show with big-time Mike McGivern. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Email your question to live at 105.7 FM, thefan.com. Welcome back to the Milwaukee Nary Home Improvement Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside this week's co-host and special guest from Story Hill Renovations. He is Tom Mainville. Again, StoryHillRenovations.com. Hey, Tom, when, when people um, start thinking about utilizing space in their house that they haven't utilized or utilized for a different reason, is there is there a norm for, for you? Is there, you know, they, they have this space, so they always, they're always looking to do this, or is every everything different? I, honestly, every every situation is different. You know, you could have you could have a couple where their kids are moving out, last kids going to college. Now we've got some extra space. You could have a situation where, hey, we bought this two bedroom house and now we're having three kids, four kids. What are we going to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now what are we going to do? So, uh, you know, each situation dictates kind of where the remodeling pro- project's going to go. Wait, one of the things doing some research for this that I didn't really think about when we're going to talk about this, but converting a garage to a room 
is is something that seems to be fairly popular at this point. It is. We, you know, honestly, the ten years that we've been doing, we actually just did a garage out in uh, in Dousman that we we kind of teamed up with with uh, a drywall company called National Gypsum, and it was actually a a contest winner where they wanted to make their garage into like this really cool. Uh, space where the guy could work on his cars. His kid was into like rock climbing, so they actually built. We built a rock climbing wall in the garage. I mean, it was pretty crazy. You know, in in three months, the kid's gonna hate rock climbing. Right. And they're gonna have to do a basketball <laughs> right, court right. or something. But they had a big enough garage to do this, and we actually Good for put them. we actually put screen doors that went down where the garage doors open. We put screen doors there, so you could actually roll a screen door down. So they had two entryways where the the air could flow wow. through. It was really cool, and then and then I think uh, maybe five years ago we did uh, uh, we were on a program called Made in Milwaukee where they did uh, an, an artist did like a garage space down on the uh, in the, in Bayview where we she actually put her art studio out in the garage. You know, one of the the quotes that in this article that I read this morning, it said too many converted garage garages look like well garages that people just moved some furniture into, and. I think there's a way to transform that into something that doesn't look like so much a garage that you just move some furniture in. It's it's not a cheap date. I mean, there are some dollars that, that you're looking to spend on that, but it almost gives you a whole nother, you know, a lot of space if depending on the size of the garage. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's just a it's a different feel. You know, it's not necessarily part of the house, you know, like the one that we did for the art uh, studio. That was totally detached. It was, you know, in the backyard. It was an old house in Bayview. So that was kind of a really unique project. This this other one was actually attached to the house. So sometimes, you you know, you're walking right out your your, your back door and you're in the garage. So it can feel a little bit like the house. He's a really good friend of mine. Um, he took his garage and he lives uh, down on the east side of Milwaukee. And he made his garage into an Irish pub with his office upstairs. And he... He, he had, a, from my understanding, I wasn't there. I was invited, but we didn't make it to a uh, St. Patrick's Day party uh, yesterday. And his outdoor space, outdoor living space, got a, a beautiful fireplace outdoors. And then indoors is this really nice Irish pub. And I remember what the garage looked like, but it's hard now to even remember it because it was just stuff. And he got rid of all of it. And he really took the time, did a lot of it on his own, and it looks phenomenal. Yeah, and and, and that's the hardest thing I think is is <clears throat> you know we all use our garages for for essentially storage space, so all of a sudden when you're going to try to remodel that space or make it you know a, a new room, now you got to purge a lot of stuff. You know, well, <laughs> have you seen the show it Hoarders? Real interesting. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a young man that I coached, and uh, he's going to help me this spring. Because my garage, I had it cleaned out about... I'm not, but it looks like I am. That's the bad part. Just the garage area. You've been to my house. The house is good. Because my wife's in charge of the house. I'm in charge of the garage. It's a nightmare. (laughs) It really is. We don't even use it to park a car because I've got stuff in there. So this uh, spring, we're going to get rid of it. But I, I couldn't take a garage like that and make it into a living space. I don't think it would make any sense. But in some of these houses, especially the attached garage, when when instead of utilizing the basement for a man cave, because now it's a family cave, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing those, maybe utilizing the garage and doing it correctly, like my friend did, huh. that's his area. Yeah, and a lot of those newer houses, like you said, you're able to expand out and actually up, you know, so you're able to do something really cool above the garage. So 
That's what a lot of people are doing right there, now. We had somebody in on the show, um, this was a couple years ago, and the garage, they, they took the garage and made it into an office space, and then they, they went up, and he's got these collectible cars that they have an elevator that goes up and they can deliver the cars up there. Very cool. And Very I'm thinking, cool. And so when he's having his meetings downstairs, you can look up and see these cars. Yeah. I yeah, thought, come my, on, that's Our mechanic cool. actually has something of the same thing. He's got a loft upstairs for his kids just to kind of go up there, and they have a pool table up there, and they just it's it's kind of more for their kids to hang out after school. And then he's got the three car garage below where he's actually got an actual car lift in it. My so goodness. he does. I mean, it's it's just a fantastic garage. Um, last thing before we get to break, because the, the last uh, segment we're going to talk about dormers a little bit, and. Um, it's uh, your website is again what would maybe you know come up and and want to ask you questions about it because I don't know a lot about them, but it seems like that people are utilizing that space and extending it, and that's the way to do it. Um, my my sister is is going to be doing some stuff in her basement, and I love her basement. She lives out in Cedarburg. It's it's beautiful, but it is for when her daughters, her kids were younger. It was a space that they could go to. They had a pool table that went to a ping pong table, and it was more for for young adults. Sure. And now she wants it to be for her and her husband. Mm-hmm. And so she's got all these ideas on what she wants to do. But it was interesting because I said, "Boy, I love your basement." She said, "Yeah, because you like to shoot pool, you like to play ping pong. We don't do any of that. Right. So right. that whole area is wasted for us, and we want to utilize it. When we have people over, we barely utilize the basement." Because the people that we hang out with don't shoot pool or don't play ping pong. I said, well, they're not any fun then. Well, and I think that's what, you know, when you do a basement, the basement doesn't, you know, even though obviously it's part of the home, the the basement can take on a whole characteristic or personality. You can take on your personality. So you don't have to make it look like the rest of the house. You can do whatever you want down there. You know, we we see people doing anything from... You know, they'll start doing like wine cellars down there, uh, you know, a really nice bar. They'll do workout areas. Yeah, workout areas, exactly. Just uh, home breweries we've actually seen in basements too. So you hang that, out with a lot of drinkers, huh? <laughs> wine and wine cellar and home brewery. But I mean, you know, just things like sure. that. And those are things that that you would do after your kids are are done using utilizing the basement as kind of a, a quote unquote play area. And yeah, now it's you know. Where does Alexis and Elena? Where do they go? Are they? Uh, do you have? A so basement? they have a they have a play, they have a playroom kind of on the side uh, of our. Our house, uh, so to speak, the basement. I've I've overtaken the basement. Look at you! I know Tom Mainville. He is the man. <laughs> He's the man of his house. What is your wife's name? Kristen. Is she listening? Uh, Kristen, probably. why don't you call in seven nine nine twelve fifty and tell us exactly who runs yeah. that house? Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, I have a few questions about dormers um, and and uh, a couple of different uh, um, questions that uh, I came up with that I think. You are the man to answer. He's Tom Mainville, Story Hill Renovations. Their website, storyhillrenovations.com. Phone number is 414-841-1694. This is the Milwaukee Nary Home Improvement Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You're listening to the Nary Home Improvement Show with big-time Mike McGivern. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Dial us up with your question at 414-799-1250. 
Welcome back to the Milwaukee Neary Home Improvement Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host and special guest, Tom Mainville. Story Hill Renovations, located at 12040 West Furick in Wauwatosa. StoryHillRenovations.com for more information. I wanted We're not going to have enough time to talk about dormers, and I apologize for that um, because I have a bunch of questions. And next time you come in, if I can, uh, I want to talk more about it. You guys on your website have um, a picture of a dormer, and there's different ways to do these. As you talked about, in the neighborhood that you grew up in, the neighborhood I live in, it's more architectural. It's more, they have what's called like a dog. dog ear dormers. Yeah. And it's essentially the two small dormers on the front of the house. And like I said, those were real popular and went up in like mass production after World War II when a lot of the veterans were coming back from from the war. And it adds know? a little bit of space, but not. it's more it's, our, it's more for the look of it. What are you going to put in there? You're going to probably put a little bench seat in there and it just adds light to the room. I mean, essentially yeah, that's what it is. My kids got in trouble. That's where we... It's our timeout room. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, the ones that you normally do is called a shed dormer. And can you explain that a little bit and, and what not only what that adds to the house, but architecturally what you have to do to get that done? Sure. So so the shed dormer, essentially, we, we did one of those in Wauwatosa last year. And what it does is it takes it takes your roof line and then you can take the roof line up. Typically, we'll do it on one side of the house or maybe on the back of a house depending on, on where we're at in terms of, of, of zoning and codes and stuff uh, within the municipality. But um, the one that we did in Wauwatosa, we actually took one side of the house and brought the whole roof line up. And essentially what that does is get it, it takes that attic space, and now it gives you eight-foot ceilings. It gives you the ability to insulate um, and just, just create. So we went from that, that particular house, which was a bungalow-style house, went from a, just a small you know bedroom upstairs that I don't even think was used where we took the whole side of the house from the roof line took it up so that they had eight foot ceilings and we actually created a master bedroom with a master bath and then we also created two kids bedrooms with a shared bath as well so we wow. were able to add three bedrooms and two baths in this space upstairs so this is for somebody like you had talked about earlier in the show somebody that said look we love our neighborhood our house is a little small because we are now having our third child and we want to have four, but we don't want to move. We love the school system. We love the neighborhood, love the neighbors, and this is a way for them to stay in their house. Yeah, and you know, and, and there's a lot of investigation that goes into that too because obviously you've got to take a look at home values and what, you know, obviously what the project's going to cost and where your home value is going to be after. You don't want to you don't want to overdo it unless like like I said, you, you know, if you're in there for the long haul, then that might not be a consideration, but you still have to look at the home values and what what the potential is to sell that that property down the home. Hey, if down so, the if, road. So, if somebody calls you and says, "Look, I want to I want to put on an addition," they may not have thought about this. And so when you when you talk to them and you go and see their house, if they might not, if it's really tight to 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 go out instead of up, and the, the house is something that 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 a shed dormer would 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 work perfect for what they're looking for, does that then get into the conversation? Yeah, I mean, you, you present all options, and you really have to look at the style of home when you go out to the property, you know. And then, you know, you just have to use kind of your your gut instinct, and then you have to, to look at the budget too, you know. Right. When you when you're when you're digging foundations and basements, and you know, uh, if if you have the ability to do a shed dormer, that might be the better way to go. Um, financially. Yes, absolutely. 
it also gives i think they they the look on these is is great i mean it makes it look good and and to be able to do as much space as you had talked about with a master bedroom and a bath and then two kids bedrooms and another bath that that's adding a lot of space. It, man. it added a tremendous amount of space to that home. I, I was amazed after we got finished with that project. How, How long did a, did a project like that talk, take? So that one took us uh, four months. Four months. Yep. Yep. Man. So because you know, and essentially what you're doing too, then when you're doing that is is you're putting a new roof on because at the end of the day, if you're going to take up half the roof, you might as well just redo it's time it. for a roof. Yep. Redo it. You know, you can think of other things. We we actually did some uh, spray foam insulation in that particular project, and just you know, just made sure that the house was was done correctly. And we also had to you know match the old siding that was on there and parts of the house. How hard you know, was that? It depends on on what's up there, but typically we can find something that's either an exact match or close to it and make it work. Does that if they have a chimney, if they have a fireplace that goes through there, do you have to then move that? Well, it really depends on the furnace too. You know, if the furnace is old, where it's still, where it's still exhaust through the chimney, then obviously you're keeping the chimney. But a lot of times too, at that point, you know, if you're putting a new roof on it, and all of a sudden you have a high efficiency furnace that now vents through the side of your home, well, you don't really have a use for that chimney anymore. Right. So you're able to, you know, you're going to do a new roof anyways. So let's just take the chimney down, you know, patch the roof, and then your your furnace already exhausts out the side of the house, so you've got no worries there. Boy, that's. Uh... That's really interesting. What a great option for people that want to stay in their house. They're going to redo or they've looked for for more space. And instead of going out, they can go up and still keep the backyard and the and the, the area that they have there clear and, and utilize that however you want it. Right. And well, and you know, a lot of those a lot of the houses in, in Tosa and Whitefish Bay, the bungalows, that's that's what you'd like to do because those city yards are so small. Very small. You but know. easy to grass to cut. Yeah. If you ever, if you ever like miss cutting the grass in that neighborhood, <laughs> come on over, my friend. You're more than welcome. Hey, don't forget Tour of Remodel Homes, May 20th and 21st. Um, information will be up on the website. If it's not, I believe it already it is. is. Yeah. They I don't have the map up there yet. Nope. But they will soon. Tom, it's always good to see you. Hey, thanks, Mike. Say hi to Alexis Appreciate and Elena. It. I will. They got plenty of airtime today. Plenty of airtime today, guys. <laughs> this has been the Milwaukee Nary Home Improvement Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.